The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Good morning, everybody. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker, Stock Market Authority. Uh, Wednesday the 14th. I can't believe how this year is flying by. Uh, we're going to talk about today, Bakes is going nuclear again. I don't normally talk in the third person, but I thought it kind of worked, so I decided that was going to be the, the tagline today. So uh, uh, uranium is going north. That's the bottom line here. Uh, the mailbag, uh, open that up, and we'll talk about Schlumberger and Palo Alto and Lowe's, and we'll go through the portfolio, the Stock Market Authority portfolio, where I show you what I do outside of the S&P 500 in the retirement account. I try to find the 10 best ETFs here to make money this year, like we did last year when everybody else lost money. But look, today's top story. Uh, we're buying uranium again, URNJ. Uh, uh, this is the Spot Uranium J Junior Miners ETF. Uh, and uh, for long-term uh, viewers and listeners, uh, we're back. And as you know, we'll talk about, I'll talk about the history uh, in, a, in a future chart. But this is what I, I saw, and this is what uh, you asked me to do, and, and I really enjoy it. Uh, at the turn of the month, I go through 2,000 charts, and I look for things like this. And, and this is absolute textbook, and I love this because uranium is a quirky asset that most people don't talk about, don't think about, and it's not in the S&P 500 in any great way. It's a very small market, and so for individual investors like us, I just like it. Um, the uh, This is... Uh, uh, the junior miners, so it doesn't have Cameco in it. CCJ is sort of the uh, the big uranium company that the institutions pull off the shelf to have some exposure here, and not many of them are doing that either. Uh, we bought this yesterday, literally, uh, maybe two days ago now, uh, based on what I see here. I see uh, a new intermediate high, big volume, and and uh, uh, this is just what I my eye is trained to to to, to look for uh, cheapness with positive change. And uh, we'll talk about this briefly. Uh, Fukushima was a Japanese nuclear plant that in 2011 was swamped by a typhoon. No one died from radiation, but it did what you would think it would do. It it put the Japanese nuclear industry on hold. Germany followed suit. And demand for the metal absolutely collapsed while people were, were petrified by this. And the cure for lower price, for, for high prices in, in um, uh, uh, commodities is high prices, and the same is true for low prices. So it's taken 12 years to get to this point where the utilities that use this to feed their nuclear plants and produce power, the supplies have gone down. And so we went from a uh, uh, I'll talk about the spot later. The, the 
we hit a high here of $23 in the, the junior miners index, came down to a, a low recently, and now we're picking it up at $17, $18. And uh, I, I'm uh, very enthusiastic about this. These tend to be very, very long-term trends that uh, are, are hard to uh, to, hard to alter. So uh, I'm back in the game, and uh, let's go to the spot chart just to give you some historical perspective. This is going back to, to 1990, and what you see here is uh, I think this is inning three, maybe inning four of, uh, of this bull market. Uh, spent decades uh, under $20, and then in 05, 06, 07, you see the uh, the spike here is demand absolutely uh, skyrocketed to a high of $140 okay and that the high prices cure that and so the supply comes on and then fukushima fukushima happens in 2011 you see that little uh, uh move there and then it, the price collapsed from 75 down to to 18, I think, was the COVID low. This is the spot price of the actual metal itself. And so what happens here is obviously the miners, especially these smaller miners, uh, the revenues go up, expenses stay roughly the same, margins expand, and the earnings explode to the downside. And then people say that, look at this this earnings growth that is that is coming here. And this is a very, very small market. I mean it is it is tiny compared to oil or SaaS companies or 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 uh, certainly AI. And so if the hedge funds and the institutions start to say, hey, I see a breakout on this chart coming, which is what I think I see, we move from 45, here we are at 55, you get a six in front of that, and you start taking this out, and then I think we march higher to probably challenge that 140 high. And I know that sounds audacious, but this is what the history suggests, and when you have 12 years of of, uh, mines closing and supply constraints and utilities uh, uh, you know, using this fuel, you're going to have to buy uranium to power uh, nuclear plants going forward. I think it's being more accepted. I think it fits into climate change goals. And uh, there's a lot of new technologies that are even smaller and safer than the old nuclear plants that uh, Homer Simpson uh, tells you about. The uh, I think it's just time. It, it's 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 green. It's ESG. Uh, uh, it it gets us away from from dependence on Russian gas. In the case of Germany, you get the idea. So I think this is a monstrous change that is is coming here, and I think the price is starting to reflect that. And the the earnings of these smaller miners are going to explode if this spot price does what it looks like it wants to do. And I've been here before. So my uh, long-term viewers and listeners, uh, I've beat this drum pretty hard. Bottom line is, here's a link in the... Please go to the show notes and look at the link. And I had... bet This is... Uh, January 25th, 2020, almost three years ago, the top 10 reasons I invested in uranium. And I, I think they're, they're just even more valid because time has progressed and more of these fundamentals are falling into place. So 
Take a look at that. Uh, uh, I'm going to be talking about this more uh, going forward. I just read another article that has really uh, uh, piqued my interest. So uh, I'm bullish on uranium. I'm not vague. I'm as subtle as a 2x4. URNJ is the first vehicle that I'm, I'm uh, using this for. And do your own homework. I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I don't know your financial situation, but take a look at URNJ and the uranium story and give me feedback because I, you know, I miss things, but uh, I'm pretty good at this. And we doubled, more than doubled our money here before. And because I have a sell discipline, we sold it very dispassionately and avoided basically two years of declines and, and dead money. And now we're getting ready to have a fresh move up. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and uh, you can go to cocktail parties and talk about uranium and no one knows what the hell you're talking about. But when they look at a chart at URNJ, it's going to be kind of cool. So uh, that's my rant. I'm obviously kind of juiced up about that. Uh, ACDC and, and several cups of coffee will do that to me on the drive up here to beautiful Studio 21 in Salem, New Hampshire, otherwise known as God. Country, uh, please do me a favor. Uh, go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter where I have sort of breaking news that happens in between these shows about things like this. There's a the video, the welcome video uh, shows you how to sell, which I'm the oh, I listen to all the podcasts. I can't, people don't talk about selling. And it's, it's as important, if not more, than buying. I know how to do it. I've been doing it for 25, 30 years. I've studied this extensively. I've talked about it here. And I want to make sure that you lock in profits and minimize losses. So, And do me another favor. If you enjoyed this show uh, and get value out of it, uh, do me a favor, go to the phone, click on the share button. Uh, I think your friends will think it's cool that you get turned on to this money-making podcast. And that's today's top story. Now it's time to check the mailbag. Incoming! There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. Christy's been working on a trigger finger. Uh, and this is from Professor Van, Professor Van Levy from Houston. Uh, and this is one of the fun things. There's a lot of fun things about the show. But the fact that I've got people that, uh, uh, you know, in the case of Van, uh, he's a, a, a sell-side analyst. Uh, oil has forgotten more about energy than I know, frankly. And he would come and say, Bakes, look at this uh, company. This, And I would look at the chart. And I'd either say, hey, the chart stinks. I'm not going to talk to you. I was a little bit better than that. Uh, or there's something going on here, and let's, let's you know, do the fundamentals. I always did fundamental work. I just used the charts to, to, to dictate where I spend my time to interview CEOs and CFOs. And I'm going to talk about more about that because I've got, I've got a pretty good methodology that I've worked over the years to, to uh, uh, flesh out uh, promising new opportunities. So Van asks from Houston, he teaches at, at uh, the University of Houston, uh, can you do a technical workup on Schlumberger and EOG? I'm going to do uh, one chart here, Schlumberger, and Van will talk about EOG on the newsletter and in my uh, TikTok and, uh, and Twitter posts and what have you. But uh, Schlumberger, number, first of all, it looks better to me. So Schlumberger is like the energy service 
blue chip. It's what it's like the big institutions that they say, "Hey, I got to have some exposure to energy services." Schlumberger comes off the off the shelf readily. Uh, I'm fascinated. This is why I like technical analysis so much. Forty three seventy two is support that's been tested. It was resistance two years ago, almost to the penny. Forty-three seventy-two. So look at this line that I've that I've drawn here, and this arrow to the far left. So there's there's uh, uh, memory in the in the market where forty-three seventy-two was a was a ceiling resistance before, and then you break above that, and now it's become support after all the craziness that's gone on in the world over, over the last two years, and uh, that goes back to March of twenty-two. By the way. Here's what I see. I see the 200-day moving up, which means the trend is up long-term for Schlumberger. That's just math. So uh, I like seeing the 200-day going up. That's that arrow you see here uh, on, the, on the far left, the top arrow. And uh, the volume is, is uh, you know, I think going the wrong way. It looks like it's, it picks up on the down days and recedes on the up days. That's the exact opposite of what I want to see in a bullish chart. The relative strength is 53, which means, you know, literally it's, it's, it's in the middle. Uh, I don't see a hell of a lot going on here. Again, it is the blue chip of energy service. And I think it's just this simple. You need oil to get, uh, uh, you know, out of the 60s through the 70s into the 80s for, number one, the business to get better and for the market to care. Because right now, they're saying, what's going on with AI and Google and Oracle and what have you? And, you know, if you're a portfolio manager and this is 5% of your index, you kind of say, eh, I'll, I'll stay at 3 or 4. I don't need to go find new ideas like Schlumberger. That's what I think. So beware of dead money, everybody, but especially Van. And um, uh, EOG looks worse to me than Schlumberger. The services look better than the producers, the exploration and production companies. So if this starts to get above 52 in a convincing way, then I'm more interested. And that's only a couple points, maybe three bucks. And, and then, you know, you know you have something going on, especially if the volume confirms it. So right now, I would say it's sort of a I, – I, my self-discipline kicked in. I wouldn't own this right now, but – uh, I'll keep it on the my uh, voluminous list of, uh, of things that I observe, and if things perk up, I will let you know. And I hope that's helpful, and uh, let's keep uh, the conversation going. Roger from Van's class in Houston uh, asked about, how does Palo Alto Network's PANW look to you. It's entering the S&P 500. You also asked about SoFi. Uh, SoFi. I'll cover that uh, during the course of the week. But uh, here's the chart of Palo Alto. Yes, it's going into the S&P 500, but the stock jumps when that happens. So, you know, the actual going into the S&P 500 is discounted. I don't think you get much juice out of that. But this is clearly a positive chart. And look at this arrow that I drew down here on the bottom right. Earnings momentum is accelerating, which means that the year-over-year earnings growth is going from, and my eyes are so bad I can't read this here, but it, you know, 10 to 20 to 30 to 40%, whatever the numbers are, 
earnings momentum is accelerating. And there's a lot of classic Can Slim, William O'Neill, uh, may he rest in peace, uh, devotees out there that build them into, into their MarketSmith system, which are, provides the charts that I have here, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, the... And, and that will, you know, get this into and already probably has shown up into new systems of, you know, let's go look at at, uh, at Palo Alto. You have a new relative strength high, which is this next line that I've drawn here at uh, 92 uh, is the relative strength. It blew through $200 recent resistance on the earnings call, which is wonderful. And I have this sort of guideline where I'd like to buy things within 10% of the breakout. That's obviously 220. Uh, we're north of that, so I'd prefer to have this come in and buy it lower if it's on a low volume pullback. Uh, but it's a bull market. This is a positive chart. And uh, I, yes, it's expensive, but stocks can get more expensive. And uh, so I, I like this. It's extended. 220 and under, I'm more interested, and I think you should be too. And again, I'll talk about SoFi. But uh, welcome again. Uh, really appreciate all the conversations we're having uh, via email and, uh, and other social media. Jack from New York, uh, my son, what do you think about Lowe's, L-O-W? And uh, this is interesting because, you know, I've been kind of negative on housing, and I think maybe wrong on housing, but there is... Uh, uh, this this is undeniable. Look at these arrows that I have here uh, on the on the, the the volume part of the chart and the and the um, uh, the price action. The big up volume happens on the earnings report, so they clearly uh, surprise people to the upside. And nowadays, it's more important about what you say in terms of forward guidance. What are you going to do in revenues and earnings for the rest of the year, the next quarter? And the market clearly liked that. Uh, the relative strength is 71 and improving, getting better. 223 is this big line that I show here, resistance. And, um, uh, and I mentioned this to, to, to both of you, Roger and Van. Uh, you know, it might be. If you're producing reports for public consumption, sometimes, I don't think anybody's ever done this. I've talked to a lot of my friends on the sell side. You know, can you do all the research, all the fundamental research, have it in the can, and then when the timing is right, that means Bake says the chart looks good, you pull it out, put the new price on, and then unleash it to your research director, your clients, uh, your, your uh, uh, student-managed investment fund audience, and uh, you know, have the, you know, the money working almost immediately as the technicals meet the fundamentals, or better yet, the fundamentals meet the technicals. So just a thought I had, they have a new rural strategy that seems to be very, very promising, uh, and we'll see how that unfolds. It's the number... Two name in homes, H O M Z, the ETF that I look at a lot, uh, that that has almost everything to do with housing in it, from uh, Home Depot and Lowe's to the Home Builders, Toll and D R Horton to Masco Plumbing to Sherman Williams Paint. You get the idea, and it's starting to look better. 
And so the conventional wisdom has been interest rates go up, mortgage goes up, housing stinks, and it just isn't working out that way. So uh, I'm always listening to the market and, uh, and, and paying homage. Uh, John uh, from, from Philly, uh, I will get to your uh, LXRX and JPEQ either during the week or on the show, and I saw that on the drive up here, so I apologize for not uh, putting that in uh, yesterday. That's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write into the show with any questions or comments, email me at bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me a voice recording, and we can play your question on the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Stock Market Authority portfolio, and I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager Kevin Bakes Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. We are back, and today we've been talking about buying uranium again, Bakes is going nuclear again. Uh, But now it's time for the Stock Market Authority portfolio. And uh, I put my money where my mouth is, folks, and uh, uh, here's what we own right now. We own nine ETFs. Uh, Our performance since inception has been very good. We're up 2.37 times the the hedge funds index that I think is the most relevant because we go short. Uh, like we did last year. We make money every year so far. We've got work to do this year, but we made money last year uh, when uh, uh, the market was down substantially, especially uh, technology and Kathy Wood and what have you. And so far, so good. Where we are right now, we're 10% in cash. We're 10% in Argentina, 40% in uh, AI, robotics, uh, uh, machine learning, what have you. We're twenty percent in platinum and gold, and uh, we. But you know, we're down, uh, down thirteen percent. We've got work to do. Uh, you know, we're almost January second. Uh, all the things that were pummeled last year have uh, have ripped, and we got out of the way of those. And our self discipline was, was was useful, but it, it's imperfect. So uh, we've got work to do. It's June. Uh, I'm working my tail off, and I've got six months here, and I've got new ideas like uranium that I think are really going to help. And for for sharp-eyed uh, uh, observers of the show, you realize that uh, uh, springtime for Bitcoin is over, and um, uh, you know I just it just didn't work. Um, the. W- the Bitcoin in particular 
went up. It was very promising right when the Silicon Valley bank failure occurred. And, you know, it was calling into question the banking system. First Republic followed to uh, was the next failure to occur. And the uh, uh, the the. It might be the Gensler attack on on Coinbase or what have you. Binance US looks like it's on life support. Uh, I don't care. I saw it down 15%, and I took uh, a, a Grayscale Bitcoin Trust behind the barn, and I shot it. So uh, could I revisit this? Yes, but the, the uh, uh, bank failure cascading to Bitcoin enthusiasm simply did not work out, and uh, I'm gone. And um, it happens, and I just want to lose a little money along the way, wait for you know one or two big winners to, to make up for that. And frankly, I haven't found that yet, but I'm looking like crazy. So uh, Bitcoin's gone, uh, uranium's in, and uh, we'll talk about uh, that. And I'll go through recent improvements in my newsletter and social media posts. Uh, please subscribe, follow, and share. And that's how we're invested on, uh, on June 14th. Let's get into this week's Bakes Takes. Uh, and my takes were, were prompted by uh, Jack's friend Charlie from New York asking me, is the Fed done hiking? And uh, my answer is, uh, probably not, but I don't think it matters. Uh, and part of that was as I was putting the show together, uh, the CPI numbers came out, the inflation numbers came out. And, uh, and this chart here is the commodities that we've posted before. And commodities are down, especially the, the big ones, oil and copper and what have you. And uh, inflation is now 4% year over year. That's way down from nine, and it's getting closer to two, which is the arbitrary level the Fed has said they want forever. And so I, uh, you know, to use Gaia Diamond's turn, I, they, I think they have uh, uh, air cover to not do anything here. Uh, they probably will, uh, today's Wednesday, the meeting's at two, and there's going to be a lot of fur, fur flying you know, from two to three, as people parse every syllable of, of uh, Chairman Powell's words today, uh, I just see the stock market saying, you know what, uh, and especially the bond market, rates aren't, aren't uh, that high, they're not going north, and earnings are going north, so I'm going to bid these stocks up. And the market's really, really smart, and so I'm going to go along with it, and I'm not going to, it's the umpire, I'm not going to spit at his face and be Roberto Alomar. So um, I think that uh, the Fed is likely done hiking, uh, but I think you could see a quarter basis point either here or July, but I almost don't think it matters. I think the market has spoken, and uh, it wants to go north. So those are my bakes takes for this week. As we close out today's show, I always like to end with some much-needed levity. Uh, Gary Goldman is one of my personal favorites. Saw him at the Comedy Cellar in New York, which I highly recommend. Both Gary Goldman and the Comedy Cellar uh, is absolutely lights out. Uh, uh, please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. 
Sign up for my free newsletter. Reach out to me on my email, bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. I read everything. Uh, I read all the comments on social media, the good, the bad, the ugly. At Bakes Takes underscore is my Twitter handle. If you enjoyed the show, got value out of it, uh, please click the share button in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, my boys are coming back in town. I'm gonna, I wish I could play Thin Lizzy, but the lawyers uh, put the kibosh on that. Uh, I hope everybody uh, has a great... I'm going fishing with the boys on Saturday. Life is good. Happy Father's Day to you, Dad. And uh, we will see you Sunday. And it is good to be alive in America. I hope you have a great week. Keep smiling. God bless. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.